We're back. We're back for episode 31. Or 32, depending. 30, yeah, depending how you look at it. how we do this, yeah. So you guys didn't hear from us last week. That's our fault. And yeah. the tragic thing about it is that we finally got the most esteemed guest to show up. Our favorite, so Yolanda Ha, yeah. who we've been gassing up since the beginning of this podcast and yeah. name-dropping like crazy. Exactly. And then we fucked up our episode. <laughs> yeah, I did a bunch of stuff. I was going to accuse myself of doing really weird stuff right now. No, don't do, don't do that. Yeah, don't implicate do that. yourself in no. Just shit. know that a lot of technical issues happened. Yeah, and we didn't even know, and we just recorded the whole thing. Yeah. And then we tried to fix it, and that didn't work well. But yeah. I, d- I did get a chance to exercise that um, that Adobe that Adobe program. The AI they, they have that that beta thing for for podcasters for mm-hmm. enhancing the sound of your podcast. Because mm-hmm. um, the problem was when when we listened back to it, Robert sounded perfect. Yolanda and I sounded like we were in an aquarium across the street or something. Yeah. So we were trying to fix that, and then when I ran it through the Adobe program, Robert sounded amazing. And then Yolanda and I sounded like we were talking backwards. Really weird. Yeah. Little aliens. It was really funny, though, because at the beginning, it, you were like, Yolanda, ha. Huh? And then you hear Yolanda be like, nyah, nyah. And then it kind of really? pauses for a bit. Yeah, did? she's like, nyah. Interesting. Nyah. It's like that weird kind of <laughs> Twin Peaks effect. Weird. And then and then you you sort of sit there for a second and you're like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just made me sound more perfect, which is not a good help because I took up like 40 minutes of that episode. Yeah. Anyway, so. So, starting over. We'll have her back sometime. Yeah. From now on, I promise not to talk much, guys. <laughs> I think Belgian guy minds. Yeah. That guy's uh, always on my side. He is. He's, yeah. al- he's always backing us up. What if he's just hate listening to us and I'm assuming that he loves oh us? Oh, my God. We'll get, like, mysterious packages in the mail. Yeah. I don't think you can learn good English listening to this show. Absolutely not. No. No. Um, Don't waste your time, Belgium. If you need to leave, leave. Yeah. You don't have to stay. I'm okay if you outgrow us, you know. Make your own choices. Yeah. I'm okay with people leaving my life. I I really have gotten comfy with it. Oh. You know. But you're so young. Isn't that good, though? Anyone can walk away from me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Except for you, actually. I guess you're the. I think you're the only one I've really expressed that you would need to kill me for you to walk away from me. Okay. Yeah. Why is that weirdly comforting? I don't know. That sounds really <laughs> possessive too. It, it's, it sounds. I'm so ab- sorry. It sounds abusive, but it warms my heart. Yeah, we are not sponsored. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> So if you're looking for a new podcast and you want to sponsor... Why are you yelling? Am I yelling now? Oh, sorry. Okay. You're just assaulting the listeners. That's funny. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, All I'm trying to say is that Ariel means a lot to me. And, and Robert means a lot to me. Yeah. And John means a lot to us. Yeah. He's and I'm not, I'm not just making them say that. They're saying that of their own free will. We're not under duress. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's going on behind the cameras, I promise. Don't call the police. Well, especially don't call the police. 
<laughs> Half the listeners know oh, where this God. podcast is filmed. We kind of leaped into this episode in a frenzy because we're on a bit of a time crunch. True. We um, are on a time yeah, crunch. Yeah. So we're rambling. Oh, I guess we should uh, update for whoever cares out there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still working on train wreck. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Train wreck's going to last forever. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're doing the like retroactive making social media posts kind of thing and pretending they came out earlier, I guess. That's strategy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we're just... At this point, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. These junkets, uh, the junkets that we shot not so long ago were super fun to do mm-hmm. because when we look at it on camera, it looks real. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The poster with the director's chairs and the black backdrop, it's... It's fancy. Yeah. It's it's very it's very we mean business. And we do. Mm -hmm. We do. So yeah, those are fun. We're doing more of them today. Mm -hmm. This time, people who are. I was gonna say above the line, but that doesn't sound right. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. No, no, no. Um, Just the people who. Nope. Everyone in this room. Yes, everyone in this room, and the director and another writer will be interviewed. Tell you about our experiences making this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely... guys haven't heard enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the show. You know show. what train wreck is to me? What? Train wreck is like this kid that I that I have mm-hmm. and I'm so, I was so excited when they were born and now that they're older, it's like it's hey, like can't you dress yourself now? Yeah, can't can't you make your own sandwiches now? <laughs> I don't understand why you still need me to drive you to school. Like, you know what I mean? You're old enough to take the bus. Exactly. You know, so. We're going to have to send this film to college. Yeah. So much so. Yeah, it's seriously. And it's and it's also like I've, I'm divorced single parent because I'm also I'm also telling, you know, it's mom to be like, hey, uh, I need I need cash for this kid. You, you need to pay for this child. Okay, is this petty? What? <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, I don't. I don't know. No, I'm just. I'm just making jokes. Okay. I'm. I'm. Any any connection to real life that this has is purely coincidental. Oh, we're burning bridges. <laughs> this is bad. My oh, point my to you guys is: don't have a kid if you're not ready for it. Okay. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah, but the fun part is that I'm gonna have other kids. And this one, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> that, like, that was our practice kid. Yeah, that was the practice kid. My kid's gonna be like, yeah. like the next level. The second and third one, they're not, gonna. Not that we didn't bring all we had for the first kid, but you know, it was oh, just. Oh, 100%. No. It was what we knew at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So he might be upset later if my yeah. film gets like the expensive oh, new iPhone that we didn't trust him with. What a. What a. Uh, what did I do? Probably go no contact with us the second (laughs) he turns 18. Yeah, but guess what? At least I'm not asking what I did wrong. I know exactly what I did wrong. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, whether you talk to me or not, bitch, is your problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? Still in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never concede. Never apologize. Never. That's that's the best way. Yeah, but only to that child. Yeah. Only to that child. The second and third one. (laughs) Know who your golden child is. Hey, that's kind of cool because that means our middle child will be the most loved. And that's not always the case. Yeah, mine's going to be a middle child. Yeah, there you go. Like just by virtue of happening after a train wreck. Yeah. 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 
No, I, did I tell you that when my sister has kids, I feel like I'm going to be really nice to whichever one she likes the least. <laughs> That's my plan. I don't. I don't know if anyone ever plans to like a child the least, but you know, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> That'd be a really cool conversation to have, too. Oh, hey, uh, which one of these are you going to hate the most? You know, I need to know where to put it my cards It would be even funnier early. if I just assumed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, not hate. You just go up to them around. It's, it's like, not your fault that they hate you, okay? If, if I'm like, so sorry that sorry that um, your mom hates you so much. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I finding out about this from you? Yeah. Um, no, because I just, my... Um, Maybe I sh- maybe I shouldn't get too personal about it, but I feel I'm definitely like like my, my sister's the main character. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, so that's that's the dynamic. Sure. Okay. Yeah, like, she's the main character totally of the fine. family. So when my yeah. aunt calls me at like eight in the morning to mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, aren't you worried about the wedding coming up? Because like really nobody fucked. loves you." And... I don't, have you said that story on here yet? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I said it on here. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. basically, what happened is she woke me up on a weekend like a few weeks before my sister's wedding Mm -hmm. and i answered it and i thought something was wrong because it's like why is she calling me at eight on a saturday well something is wrong because she she told me no like i i answered the phone and she's like niece are you okay she calls me niece she's like niece are you okay and i was like yeah why and then she's like i woke up this morning and i felt like i was so depressed i wanted to die and I was like, whoa, why? And then she's like, but then I realized that's not me. That's not who I am. I must be getting this from Ariel up north. And I was like, from yeah. 400 miles away? Miles how, is, away. how does that work? Like, I, I was asleep. I wasn't even being actively depressed right now. Yeah, and you yeah. felt depressed? That's your problem. And then, but then she kept going. She was like, how, how do you feel? It must be so hard seeing your sister get married and get ready to move on with her life and have a career and like nobody loves you. And I was like, can, can, do we have to do this? I was fine until you called. Yeah, I know. Right. I was I was having I was sleeping. Yeah. That was back when I used to sleep. Yeah. Maybe that's related. Maybe maybe I, I wake up at three in the morning <laughs> so I don't have to get woken up by my aunt calling. Yeah. yeah. PTSD. Mm. Real d- deep set PTSD. <laughs> Post traumatic aunt disorder. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's what I'm getting at. Like when my sister has kids, I'm gonna pick the favorite, and I will decide my favorite based on which one is not my sister's favorite. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What if both of them are her favorite? That's impossible. You'll hate them for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, gotta, I gotta show you how rough life is gonna be. Give if one of them, whichever one wants to join band the least, that'll be like reboot of me. Okay. So I have to watch out for that kid because I know I know she's gonna make both of them, or I'm assuming she's gonna make two. But like she would want them to do band. We used, yeah. at high school, my our marching band was like a cult, you know, mm-hmm. and we would have this motivational speaker come in. And then he'd be like, always have your kids do band. If they don't want to do band, make them do it. Oh, and I was like, why? Okay. It's like, you th- there's nowhere else you can, you can discover the, the value of working as a team. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other option. No, there <laughs> and he, is he's another like, option. No, you, you saying that reminds me of that story 
of you know the so I played baseball because I didn't want to play any sports, mm-hmm. you know. I played right. soccer because my father liked soccer a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of was like, yeah, you're all about soccer. I guess I'll play soccer, whatever. You know, I was really bad at it. I was, yeah, I was not good at it. I liked to play against younger kids because mm-hmm. I knew I could beat them. Yeah. It was not, it was not a good <laughs> look, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One time, one time I even, I was so bad. I, I even knew. <laughs> I was like, I'm too old to be playing with these kids. hundred percent. You know what I mean? And you know what happened is halfway, maybe halfway through the game, somebody goes, Hey, isn't that kid too old to be playing on this field with these kids? And somebody goes, Hey, yeah, I think, I think you're in the wrong field, man. But it took them a while to figure it out. Yeah, I was stomping. They were like, kids "Wow, the kid's so good." Yeah, I was just like throwing them around and shit. And then they put me in a field with my with my own, you know. And then uh, they're like, "Oh, we get it now." Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. My my performance dropped. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> there was this kid who was bigger than me, and I thought because he was bigger, he was slower, and I was very <laughs> wrong about that. This guy was so incredibly good at soccer; it was very impressive. Dang. Yeah, I hated him. Uh, but my point being is I didn't want to play sports growing up. And then my parents, you know, I moved in with my mom and my stepdad, who I called dad. But he liked baseball. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. He liked baseball a lot. So he figured, well, you played soccer. Why don't you just play baseball? Naturally. You know? yeah, yeah, I guess that was the assumption. But I was always in arts. Like, I don't know why yeah. nobody picked up on the fact that I, I danced and I sang and mm-hmm. I should do something like that instead yeah but no i ended up doing baseball for a couple years but i remember my most vivid memory is that all these kids on this baseball team didn't want to play baseball somehow well it's a it's a ranked system right so no matter what the worst kids are gonna end up on the worst team there (laughs) is no hey maybe you should go with the good ones so that you can grow with the good yeah. ones. No, it was no. like all of the people who suck belong on one team. <laughs> no chances. They're, they're like, they're like, whenever you guys play, they're going to tee off on you. They're, like, they're probably not coming back next year. Yeah, they're like, yo, who are we playing next week? Oh, the green shirts? Yo, we're going to win. You know, so, but one time it was so bad. That I didn't even know the definition of the word, but we were losing. Like, it was only like, for those who don't know baseball, like, there's nine innings. Mm -hmm. So, like, nine whatever, you know, periods of time that you play through in baseball. And it was probably the fourth inning. And so, almost halfway through the game. And we were losing 17 to 1. So, (laughs) it was really bad. <laughs> but one of the one of the more silly players on the team who did not want to be there, we started started chanting, convinced some of the guys to chant forfeit, forfeit. <laughs> and I got so lucky; it was the only game my dad didn't go to because yeah. he had a really important work meeting. So m- both my parents were not at that game, so they didn't. I didn't have anyone to tell me, "Hey, don't do that," you know. So we all started chanting forfeit, and I, and I chanted along with them. And I remember the crowd being so confused, like, "Wow, these kids are just like, what are they even doing here?" Yeah, they're just they're just letting you win, I guess. 
But I just think it's so funny. They, I didn't learn what that word meant until afterwards. I was like, what does forfeit mean? I think I asked my mother. I go, what does forfeit mean? She goes, it means to want to give up. I was like, uh. I was like, now I get it. Yeah, which is really funny. I mean, imagine these kids getting fucking owned so bad. (laughs) But they're self-aware, so they forfeit. Yeah, and then they start chanting cheerfully. It's not like we're begging. It's like we're cheering forfeit you know what i mean i love that energy yeah yeah we uh we only won one game that season it was very frustrating for the coaches was it against younger kids (laughs) (laughs) i would have i would have stomped on those little kids (laughs) let's throw these guys a bone Oh my god. No, no. It was I don't know. They were honestly the only reason we won is because they were having an off day. 100%. We won by like 1 point. Yeah. And the the worst part for the coaches was that they were trying to motivate us. Mm-hmm. They'd go, "Okay, if you guys win, we'll buy we'll buy Slurpees for everybody." You know what I mean? And They're when you're 9, 10, a you. Slurpee is everything. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but not even the Slurpees were enough for us to go, yeah, we should probably, like, try and win one game, you know? Because <laughs> there's only two players on the team who were very serious about it. Mm-hmm. So, it just, the only reason they were on the team was because, and not on a different team, but where they belonged, like a better tier, was because their dads were the coaches for the team. Oh. So, they were like, well... Logically, you just have your kid with you. Yeah. You know, prob- probably that's yeah. how that works. I don't know. But yeah, that, that whole chapter of my life was, that was the, that was the highlight. You know, my dad ever listens to this, he's going to be so pissed. I'm, I don't mean it's a highlight as in it's like it's just such something a, I love to look back on. It's just funny. It's such it a is funny, funny story. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was into other things when I was growing up, you know? That sounds like movie material. It really it does. Like a, a really bad I wish it was team. a bigger part of my life, but baseball, all it was to me was something I just did mm. after school. It yeah. It was not, I didn't make any lifelong friends from it. I didn't learn how to work in a team. I did not learn to be good at a sport. Well, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Literally everything you're supposed to learn about being part of a team, I did not learn. Well, Robert, Mm -hmm. at the very least, you learned what the word forfeit means. True. And that's valuable information. Yeah. You know, I gave them a huge hint, though, that I didn't want to play. Yeah. Because you go to tryouts, and I was the only one doing this, and it's a huge red flag. I was out in the field and I was so bored that I had my glove and I took my glove off and I put it on as a hat. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. I, there's even a picture of me. I don't know why my mom took a picture of that, but there is a picture of me with the glove on my head. You send that to me. I'll post it on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Historical photos. Yeah. Just don't force. Don't force anyone. Don't force to do the something. kids to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes Unless it works it's for out. their own good, I guess, but it, it, that doesn't mean it has to be baseball or band. I guess the logic there is what if they like it? Yeah. But, that's a, but then if they don't like it and they want to stop, then you let them stop. Yeah. I mean, I think it's better to present ideas, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It'd be so funny if my parents listened to this and were like, you know that this was your idea, right? You wanted <laughs> to play baseball? I, I don't really think it was, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> well, can I tell you something? Yeah. That was interesting. So I I was watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, on God. Amazon. You watched that? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, fuck. But it reminded me of those reality TV show writers that we met. Because I think we talked about it for an LA trip, mm-hmm. not episode, how we met the writers on this Netflix show. And some of them started mm-hmm. in reality TV. That's right. So yeah. it made me think of that. Because, I mean, the it's not a very scripted show. Mm-hmm. It seems like pretty uh, legitimate. Uh, just and, the happenings of yeah, a Yeah, raw, like, from the patients and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in every single episode, I noticed there's, like, one scene that just has to be scripted because it's so forced. Oh, you know, okay. it's like every time there's a new patient and then they have them discuss like their symptoms that they're having. And then you're like, oh, my God, that looks so terrible. Oh, that, that's got to suck. But then for some reason, they throw in this really obviously staged scenario mm-hmm. that like demonstrates why it's so bad. They force the patient and his kids to go out and he's like, I can't throw a ball. And it's like, OK, like I, I believed you before. There was this one, my favorite was this guy who had like really dry, scaly hands. Like they just Mm. started getting out of control, dry and painful. So like he used to work in construction and then he got fired because he couldn't like grab the stuff he needed to grab as well. Mm. And so he's talking about this. He's like, I lost my job. I have to live with my mom. And I'm like, oh man, that sucks. And like, I guess kind of relatable because I washed my hands too much. So Mm. I get it. But then, then they go to, like, the forced part, mm-hmm. and they show his mom cooking a steak on the stove. Mm-hmm. And then, then the guy comes in, and the mom goes, it's, some, it's just like, son, look, I made you a steak for lunch. And then the son's like, oh, man, mom, I'd love to have a steak, but my hands. He's, what the fuck? He's like, I can't possibly cut a steak with these, so I'll just have a sandwich, and then that's that's what it. It's a, like you didn't have to real do that. Fucking solid writing, yeah, it's like, is this filler? You know, you just made me wonder if mm. they contract writers for it, or if they have writers on board for the whole season. Yeah, we didn't really ask about that. No, actually, you know how I think it works. I think, if I remember correctly, the producers. There's like a story producer, mm-hmm. so they're kind of like the pseudo writer for it, mm-hmm. and that sounds like something a producer would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like someone who is not used to working with actors or talent in general going like just improv it to these just normal non acting people. people. Oh no, I can't eat the steak. <laughs> I gotta have a sandwich. You know, you can eat a steak like a sandwich, right? He should get more inventive. He just takes like some tongs and like picks it up. <laughs> you can literally do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You can fold it in half like a taco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could do she already made the that. steak too. Exactly. It's a waste of a steak. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> he deserves his bad hands. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh. Ooh, I was what? telling you. This is another derail, but I was bothering you about inside number nine right yeah i still haven't watched it it's such a good show i think mm. it's only on Britbox. is it a bbc show or mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah it's by the same guys that did the league of gentlemen and it's so fucking i've never watched such like a genre ambiguous show before mm-hmm. i think i tried to watch it 
like a couple years ago, mm-hmm. right? But I picked an episode that was so like the opposite of League of Gentlemen. I was like, oh, this isn't my thing. But mm-hmm. then I tried it again this past week and I realized like it's totally my thing. It's just mm-hmm. like every episode has a different tone or like a different different genre. Yeah. Uh, really different stories. All of them take place in one location. Like all of it, like the as as an anthology, it takes place in one. Yeah, it's place? an it's an anthology, so it's oh. like all different characters in each one, except with some of the same actors, mm-hmm. and and then all of them have one location that it's filmed at. Okay. So, but they're so good, and every single one of them has a twist at the end. And some of them are pretty pretty big twists. Like yeah. they they're so creative, and it just makes me. Uh, super jealous of those writing skills for one thing is it like comedy stuff or some of it's comedy so it's like dark comedy okay so it's it's like fun, funny but like mean funny sometimes would you describe it as uh like dark mirror but f- but more lighthearted maybe a black mirror yeah yeah but like also less technology True. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that has to do with technology. Yeah, it doesn't really have to do with technology, mm-hmm. but it's def- it's like that anthology kind of feel where there, you, it's, it's way less predictable than a lot of other shows. Okay. So, yeah, I just I just really like it a lot. I'm gonna make you watch this one specific episode that just like I was also really high at the time, so mm-hmm. it, it's probably too much for me to handle, but it just kind of made me lose my whole mind <laughs> with how good it was. Uh-huh. And it, it, it helps that it's um it's the the, the central uh or the subject of it mm. is like it it makes you think you're looking at this old cheap horror movie from the seventies. Oh that's it's like fun. the aspect ratio is correct for that and then oh, really? they, they film yeah, it. Too. I don't know if it's a filter or something, but it mm. looks it looks exactly like these really cheesy horror movies I would watch sometimes. It's so fun. So yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, you just speaking of twists, you just reminded me of how hard it is to write super hard anything like that. Yeah. Because I almost feel every time I, I try to do something that's Oh, like here's the twist. You know what I mean? It's so hard to get people to to go with it mm-hmm. because you've seen so many movies, right? Yeah. Especially like just American movies are so formulaic that even when there is a twist, you can kind of see it coming. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Like M Night, you know, Shyamalan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, that's <laughs> not fair. I should that's say not... his actual name. <laughs> I was going to make like a joke Rude. about it, but that's not. It's like M. Night. Shyamalan. Is that it, really? Isn't it? I thought there was more letters in there. Shyamalan, no. Okay. Yeah. Yes, him. It's how he wrote like Sixth Sense or whatnot. You know, it gives it away. Yeah. At the very end. But like after that, you just kind of expected it. Yeah. From anything he made, right? Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's just... Yeah. In in this series, like it's, it feels very fresh with every episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's is so it always good. unexpected? Oh yeah. And sometimes sometimes I throw in something at like the midpoint that uh changes your expectations and they're like, Okay, so it's going this direction and then they throw in another twist at the end. So they're it's like they can just come up with so so many. That sounds so fun. It's so good, yeah. Yeah. We should make something with mm-hmm. a little twist at the end. They also do that thing that I'm trying to get better at where 
like even this that they, they basically load all their characters with some kind of backstory that comes out mm. you know so they're all very well developed characters and very believable you can sympathize with them really easy for for just like basically a 30 minute movie you know yeah yeah so recommend i will watch it i might have to get like the brit box app if they have one and bring it over so we can watch it because i think that's the only way that we can see it oh really yeah unless you have like a vpn or something I'll figure it out why am i so dry right now dry yeah i mean all i all i can talk about really is how stressed out <laughs> i'm so fucking stressed out i don't want to talk about that though do you forgive drew barrymore you know what's funny about that yeah. i don't have all the details but i want to defend her mm-hmm. because all i heard was two things yeah she asked the wga their conditions to for working and she adhered to them and then in addition to that though because of her promotional material mm-hmm. she's being called a scab is did i get that right i think I, well she was planning on just bringing the show back like pretty soon so the show was going to start again but did she do it the right way no, because I think she is doing it without her normal writers, which is very oh, awkward if you think about different. it. Yeah. What? Wait. So she's adhering to the rules, but she's not bringing back any of the original writers, which is pretty shitty. Just no, but but what happened is, um, but she she walked back on it. Like she put out another statement a couple of days ago where she was like, "I'm sorry, we're we're going to not come back." we're going to stick with the WGA. So all you had to do is bring back the original writers. It's well, so that weird. would have been scouting for them. I guess so. Yeah. But I, th- I don't know if she was planning to write or something, but like she could also be a WGA member, you know? Yeah. So like that would be right too. It's just really awkward. Cause she kind of almost yeah. just started the show without her normal staff. Yeah. Like, are they going to go back after that? Interesting. It's a little, yeah. it's a little, insulting yeah wait i'm gonna have a little little moment here wait john can you can you can you google this this is part of the show yeah uh can you google if if taylor swift was ever part of wga or taylor swift yeah or drew barrymore no no no. i know i know know. there's a reason i'm asking oh okay because taylor swift people were talking about this not too long ago and i don't know the update on it because you guys don't know when we film these. Oh, she's definitely in, in SAG, isn't she? That's the, that's it. Can you look up if she was in SAG? Because she was in Cats, and she was also in, like, another movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. She's been in, like, two movies. So people, oh, obviously, her fans will stand by her no matter what. Oh, yeah. So they're not complaining. Mm-hmm. But she she's about to release a movie. Like, full-on release a movie. Like, self-produced? I think so. Huh. And I think on Reddit, there was, like, some speculation that she dropped her SAG membership just to release this movie during this time. Dang. Yeah. And the best part about it was that it's very strategic because there's no competition really for her. Mm-hmm. And also so what it is, it's a film documentary film that doubles as a concert film for the last tour. She just went on. I think she's still oh. on it. Isn't she? Or she just, I thought I thought she was still on it. 
it's pretty it's pretty dicey but from what it seems like she's not a member but she was granted permission from the union oh okay so she's not people that she employs are union that's she herself is part of some like local nashville like community there ah interesting okay nashville oh okay yeah because that would have been really interesting if she was a sag member yeah but i guess i guess different conditions or whatnot I guess she but it is interesting that she's releasing a movie in yeah. the midst of all this. Well, our documentary is okay. It's like documentaries and reality TV. Or am I pulling that out of my ass? I don't know. Dang. Yeah. I'm, I <laughs> we have need no to idea. do more research. This yeah, is like not I don't, good. I don't know for, what I'm talking about, guys. We, we want to be in these unions. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Great. Fuck. I guess we should delete this. I don't know. No. no I don't they care. might come to an agreement soon. Well, Maybe. that would be ni- that yeah. would be nice for everybody yeah. if if the conditions meet WGA's, you know, yeah, whole conditions. I think people are saying what's most likely to go their way is the whole AI thing. Like they're really quickly realizing that it's mm-hmm. it's it's not going to work for like copyright and things like that. Yeah, it's very that, that's what they care about. So yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how they're going to implement that. Someone is going to figure that out. They're not going to be able to fully automate it just because of probably the new rules that are going to um, come of the whole strike. Right. However, it will be interesting to see how people circumnavigate that and be like, not publicly, but just how they find ways for AI to assist them either in creating, writing, any of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can, this is a less of a big deal. I mean, it's, that's not true, actually, because when you turn in a script to somebody, grammar does matter. Mm. But you could definitely run your script through an AI and go, hey, is there any grammatical errors? You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, that's usually what my mom's for. <laughs> my mom is my proofreader, unpaid. Yeah. She just kind of, she always, she's always the first one to read my scripts nowadays. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. She likes them. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of competition using AI mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's already happening in art. So yeah, with all the you know AI generated art stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. Adobe's trying to find like an ethical way to do it, but Ooh, we'll see. Yeah, some yeah. interesting stuff brewing over there. Yeah. So well, back to the Drew Barrymore thing. Yes. Do you think? Do you think she did enough? Do you forgive her? I think I do, but I think I'm kind of biased towards her. What was her main reason for wanting to bring back the show? Did she give reasons? I think it was to 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 pay the crew. She wanted to to give the crew their salaries, but if like that is true. Yeah. Then I guess it's definitely like it's yeah like, let's brush well, well intentioned but then when you think about how other hosts did it there there were those late night hosts that made a podcast and they're right. they're paying their crews through that so yeah yeah i don't know it's definitely she, weird it definitely feels fishy it, it is it is a little weird mm-hmm. but like i don't know i'm going easy on her i, I just like her so much it's so I don't hard wanna, to navigate that situation I wanna, yeah only because it's just going to be awkward for our writers for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very tricky because yeah. her name is attached to it. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to try and accuse her of being like almost masturbatory and being like, I want my own show back. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Especially in the midst of all, all these things happening. People could have seen that, yeah. Yeah. Um, At least, I mean, I'm not saying that's what I believe, but I could... Do- it kinda, I could it's a bad look. I could, yeah, it's definitely it's a, a really bad, bad look. look. Yeah. I, someone should have told her that this was a bad idea. Yeah. I, I think if anyone else tried that, people wouldn't be so forgiving. Drew Barrymore is like such, such like an iconic sweetheart person. You yeah, know? yeah. She's very beloved. Yeah. So yeah, anyone else could probably try it. I want to protect her after what she's been through. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking this out of context. Form your own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I heard quoted recently from Bill Maher mm-hmm. was he doesn't believe writers should be paid like a living wage or something like that. Bill Maher said that? Yeah, something crazy like that. Why? I don't I don't know. He just says that but. in front of his writers. I know. That's what I was thinking. I go, that's a really crazy quote to have connected to you, especially because your show is so writing heavy. We'll see if he's saying, let's give it time. Mm -hmm. See what he says. If there's like another pandemic and everyone's stuck inside binge watching TV shows. (laughs) Maybe that's what, that's basically what we're, what our service is. Gives people stuff to watch over and over and feel better about themselves. Some people on Reddit were saying, he what he's saying is that writers shouldn't be writers shouldn't be entitled to a living wage when they're not working, mm. which is kind of like a duh thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, duh. Like if you're not working, you're not making any money. Like, of course, the union is not just supposed to give you money. Mm-hmm. But if you're working for a show, you 100 percent should be yeah making at least a living wage. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> call me a socialist. But every, I mean, everybody should be making a living wage. Everyone can afford it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At least from what it looks like. I mean, corporations. I mean, I don't. I don't know. The numbers look crazy. Everyone apparently is making a lot of money right now. Yeah. So that doesn't really add up. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's hard to understand as a civilian. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell well, you. Maybe maybe in a couple of weeks we'll see some kind of good result come out. Maybe this has been going on since May. Damn. Jeez. The last strike lasted a while. Yeah, it did. And it devastated a lot of shows. It fucked shit up. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember Heroes never coming back the mm-hmm. way it was in that first season. Yeah. I think Weeds, maybe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lasted a while. Dang, what was that one show? There was a show that I really liked, and I've had... Minnie Driver and Eddie Izzard in it. It was like a. It was in the noughties. It was like. Why did I watch that? Oh, it's. I binge watched that show and I don't even remember what it was about. That's not normal. It wasn't as good as you. I feel like well, I was I was having like a Minnie Driver thing, mm. in college. Oh, I see. So I was I was like watching all her stuff because i do that where i have like a favorite actor of the month and i just oh. watch so much stuff that they do it's fun so i watched that whole series and i don't even remember what it was well we can tell them on the next episode i have to find out yeah <laughs> find out next time exactly <laughs> what did ariel forget yeah. i know the suspense is killing you yeah and we're not scabbing this not is not scabbing. pre-written show no way yeah, if you oh couldn't God. tell, if if it was, yeah, we should not be hired by anybody. I know. But. No, this is all done all off the cuff. Off the cuff. Yeah, I they feel- can't see my my hands. 
But I love that I'm holding a pen. There's nothing to write. <laughs> nothing to write with. Nothing to write on. You got to keep the illusion. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was fun. I think we're going to leave. Yeah. So we can eat and go do the junket. Junket time. Have a good time. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Shout out, Shout to, out Belgium. to Belgium. Thanks. Sorry, Yolanda. <laughs> On the 1% chance she's listening. I'm not sorry. Because you're not going to listen to this. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm not mad about it. I oh. promise. Watch, she does listen to this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, she thinks it's her episode. <laughs> Yo, what happened? I got cut out of the whole... Anyway. Hey. Yeah. That's showbiz. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>